Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Third and final hour, which means we have reached the championship rounds of Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Alongside Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Joe Fordenball. It's time to go to work, ladies and gentlemen. Time to go to work. Special treat half hour from now. Ryan McGee from Daytona, the Great American Race. All your betting questions answered. No screwing around. I'm I'm not interested in anything other than who should I be wagering on. Limited action today, although you just hit a trifecta from what I understand. Yeah, baby. Race two at uh, at Aqueduct, two, three, four. Try box for a dollar, exact a box for two bucks. That's about an $80 winner on an $18 wager. We'll take that, man. That's good ROI. You play the horses? You play the horses uh, regularly throughout the week? I grew up on a thoroughbred horse farm in Folsom, Louisiana. Okay. Does that answer your question? I guess that answers that question. Because I was like, do you you usually bet in the horses when you and I are doing shows together? I wasn't sure if it was because I was rubbing off on you as a degenerate myself or if because this is just casual practice for you. It's good to know. Oh, well, I mean, right, we had uh, the Risen Star at uh, Fairgrounds on Saturday mm-hmm. night. We did not hit that one. Uh, but, yeah, so when you had big – Shake the, it the, off? The big tracks are running, man. Of course I'm investing. I'm not betting parks racing in Philadelphia every day. No, it's no. Not, that's not a shot at parks. But <laughs> when Aqueduct and Oakland are running, yeah, man, I'm in. All right, so let's get to work here. Speaking of money, a little game called Pay or Play. We have five NFL quarterbacks – Five who are essentially eligible to be paid in some way, shape, or form this offseason. The question, do you pay them now or do you let them play it out and pay them later? Or perhaps just let them go all together. Producer Evan Wilner is going to come in to host this. Evan, welcome to the show. You can take it away. All right, so first one up, we got Tua Tungavailoa. Tua enters the fifth year of his rookie contract. They picked up the fifth-year option last offseason. He is eligible for an extension. Joe... Pay or play to a tongue of Iloa? Play. I'd let him play. I'd let him play, and then I'd figure it out down the line. I love the fact that he answered the question as to whether or not he could stay healthy this year. He was healthy throughout the course of the season. I got to be honest, this is going to rub people the wrong way. I feel like that offense with those weapons and that system, you could plug some other guys in there and get similar results. I'd let Tua play it out another year. You don't like that. I'm paying him. You don't like that at all. He led the NFL in yards. He completed nearly 70% of his passes, threw for over 4,600. He's got to cut down on the INTs, but his average yards per pass was over eight. I think only Brock Purdy averaged more yards per attempt than Tua. If you ain't got a quarterback, you ain't got a shot. I know it was only one year of being healthy, but, man, if you don't have one, you're cooked as Christmas dinner, man. Deep fried like a turkey on Thanksgiving it's in Louisiana. Just the performance in the big Jimmy games. Tua. He was nowhere it to was, be found in the big games. It was negative 40 in Kansas City. That's just one. That's just one. I, I respect that. I if you have there. a bad game there against the Chiefs, I get it. But there were so many other games where the numbers were pedestrian. Well, they beat two the teams with winning spots. records. I get it. But every other team, all those dudes on the bad teams in the NFL, guess what? They're on Scully, too. Okay. So I'm paying them. All right. Interesting one. Evan, who's next? 
Trevor Lawrence, he is eligible to have his fifth-year option picked up and he's eligible for an extension off his rookie rookie deal. Ian, are you pay or play with Trevor Lawrence? That's another one. I know they started out hot 8-3, and three, lost five of their last six, but he was also a bit banged up. It goes back to what I just said about Tua. You ain't got one, you don't have a shot. And, man, he's not even scratching a – anywhere close to the, his ceiling right now. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star. Top 10 in yards passing last year, completed around 66% of his passes. He's another one got to cut down on the INTs, but that dude's a leader of men. I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy. I'm paying him too. They've got to figure out that offensive line because Ian, no Ian hit the key point. He was playing hurt all year. Ankle injury, I think knee injury, shoulder injury, concussion. Part of me wants to say let's go one more year with this and then go ahead and pay him. But here's the thing. It's just going to get more expensive. It's not like it's going to get any cheaper. Guys are going to continue to reset the market. If you've got your guy, pay him now. And he's going to end up getting like $50 million a year, and everyone's going to say it's crazy. And then three years from now, he'll probably have like the 13th highest salary at the quarterback position, and it'll look like a steal. Like the Kyler Murray contract is actually starting to look almost somewhat reasonable when it was ridiculous at first. Not saying he's worth it You're by any nuts, stretch. But, go ahead. but like as years go on, these deals suddenly look more reasonable than where they started. I mean, Geno Smith at $22 million this year is like the 16th highest paid quarterback. So I, I, I would pay him. I would pay him, but part of me wants to see one more year. I'd pay him. Next one's Jordan Love. Jordan Love, interesting contract. Instead of picking up the fifth-year option, they basically gave him an extension off of his rookie deal. So he'll make $10.5 million next year with a $12 million cap hit, and then he could be a free agent. So Jordan Love, are you paying him or are you making him play? Joe? This is interesting because I would love to pay him now. If you think you've seen enough and he's the guy, I'd like to pay him now, and I'd like to try to get him for cheaper. I'd say, look, we got a really, really good second half of the season from you. That's all we need to see. Let's go. But the thing is, you could keep saying, look, it's only been half of a season. You can try to get a more reasonable number in there. If you're love and you think you're the guy, if you have confidence in yourself and you're going to continue this on another year, you could have Green Bay in a tight spot next year with this contract. You could you could end up breaking the bank. I think if he takes a deal now, he's going to have to give him a little bit of a discount. I would want to pay him now if I'm Green Bay. I would I would want to do it now because I think you might be able to get him for cheaper. I would want to pay him now, except I also want to make sure it wasn't a one-hit wonder. Oh, yeah, so you got to let him play it then. So but if he has a I'm big year pay- next year, that's going to cost and, you a fortune. And I'll be more than happy to pay him. Okay. Because you know but he's the guy then. I, I, I want to be sure. Okay. Right? And so, as much as I like the young man, Matt Wells is coach at Utah State. Full disclaimer, we've known him a long, long time now, the OC at Kansas State. You, you get him talking about Jordan Love, and you better sit down. It's going to be a long dinner. I mean, he absolutely loves the person, loves the player. Threw for over 4,000 yards. Arguably was the hottest quarterback in the league yeah. over the second half of the season. But let me make sure it wasn't a one-hit wonder. I, I, he still has to prove it to me. And if he does, I'm more than happy to go and money whip the hell out of him. Yeah. It's going to be a big contract in Woo. that case. But you're probably thrilled. You went from Favre to Rodgers to Love. They're not going to be complaining at Lambeau. Stay in the NFC North. Jared Goff entering the final year of a four-year, $134 million extension. He signed that with the Rams. He'll make $21 million this year with a $31 million cap hit. Jared Goff, you paying him or are you making him play, Ian? Did you just get paid again? You're going nuts on the Zoom. 
I didn't hear a word Evan just said because I got a two-five-six tri-box exacto box <laughs> Oaklawn race two. We got the five and the six, and I'm waiting on the replay. The five went off at four to five. Uh, 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 two is in there, twenty-nine to one. Ooh, that's gonna pay nice. Two's in there in third. Come on with it. Yeah, we didn't win it, but hey, we'll take it. Sorry, right. what did Evan just say? Jared Goff, pay or play? Now that we know you're getting paid, Ian's I, red hot with the ponies today. There's a jinx. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry for commenting on what I'm seeing happen. <laughs> that that those words are going to influence exactly what happens at Aqueduct. Uh, final year of a contract, four years, what, a buck 34? Yeah. Whew. And he, he's done it for two years there now. Like, back-to-back, not just good seasons. He was second in the league in passing yards at over 4,500, completed over 67% of his passes. Touchdown to INT ratio as good as anybody in the league. 30 touchdowns, only 12 INTs, and got to the NFC Championship game. And it wasn't his fault they lost it. That defense gave up a 17-point lead to San Francisco. Go Teddy KGB here, man. Full boat. Pay that man his money. Yeah, it feels like a lot of this, unfortunately for Detroit, is going to get sentimental because the team's finally good. Golf is a big reason why. The fans love him. The city loves him. Screwing around with any of this recipe is a recipe for disaster. Right now, things are cooking in Detroit. You finally have a winner. No one in that fan base is going to care to hear about how much it costs. They're going to want their quarterback paid. I don't think you can mess around. There's, There's no... There's no playing the cold, hard truth with numbers here. This is one of the rare situations where emotions come into play. They're going to have to pay him. He's played very well. Forget about the what happens when the temperature drops below 30. Forget about some of the other stuff. He was not the reason they lost in San Francisco. All right, Dak Prescott, he enters the oh, final oh, year. Best for last. God. Enters the final year of his extension. He has a $59.4 million ooh, cap hit. Ooh. He cannot be franchise tagged in 2025. Pay or play with Dak Prescott, Joe? Pay. Pay. You got to pay. Because if you don't pay, he's going into the season with a cap number right around $60 million. You're not going to be able to pay Micah Parsons. You're not going to be able to pay CeeDee Lamb. You're not going to be able to prove the roster. You're not going to be able to get better. You're not going to be able to win games. Prescott has flaws. I don't know who you're finding out there that's better than him. And while he wasn't great in that playoff loss, the defense was straight trash. And you've got plenty of players coming out now saying, oh, who was uh, the guy that came out and said how tired Marcus they were? Lawrence. Oh, Marcus we were Lawrence. just tired. We were tired. Everybody's tired. So, yeah, I, I would pay him now because if you don't, you're not going to have the cap flexibility to get anything done, Ian. There's a big, a lot bigger picture here, though, to get into with Dak. How much are you paying? Ooh, I'd go for all of it if I'm Dak. I'd want the fully guaranteed deal Lamar was trying to get. Yeah, but here's the problem. Then you're not going to be able to sign Micah. You're not going to be able to sign C.D. Lamb. You need a boy dog wonder up front, man. Like, like I would want – there's a lot to get into here, dude, because you know what? If I'm the all Cowboys, right. Chris Jones. Chris Jones, I want to. I want that winning attitude. I'm yanking his butt out of Kansas City. Whatever I have to pay that man, I'm going again. Teddy KGB, I'm paying that dude to bring that winning attitude to Dallas. But if you pay Dak the, the, the full boat – you can't afford to do any of what I just said. I like it. Okay, so let's let's keep this one going. Does the D in Dallas actually stand for discount? If you're Prescott, should you take less so the team can ramp up the roster so you can silence the haters? He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Pay that man his money.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Mark it down, 14 minutes from now, Ryan McGee, ESPN senior writer, co-host of Marty and McGee. He is live on the scene in Daytona for today's Daytona 500. You want action, we got action, matchups, futures, all that stuff. We may have gotten a bit out over our skis earlier today with may? some of these. Uh, yeah, may? I have way too much Daytona 500 action. I thought I might have one play. Suddenly got close to a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love you so. And I man. mean, we haven't even talked to McGee yet, so <laughs> he said we, he sent us a text saying uh, we want odds. We need somebody. We have to be not just emotionally but fiscally invested. Yeah. In the Monday running of the boogity boogity boogity. So <laughs> we, we he gave us Christopher Bell at plus seventeen hundred. You bet a hundred bucks, you get seventeen hundo. That perked I got I, both of our attentions. Like, yeah. Oh wait, nice odds. So now we are fiscally invested. We're now in. we are in, in every which way. We're going to bet on which make of car is going to win, the number of the car that's going to win, <laughs> who's going to win, matchups, who's going to finish better. Absolutely. Can I bet who finishes last? Can I bet on how many laps until we get, quote, the big one? Yep. You let me know what I can wager on. I'll get down. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fornball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. All right, fascinating conversation a few moments ago. Dak Prescott and his future in Dallas. He has a cap number close to $60 million this year. If Dallas doesn't want to get something done with him, fine. But good luck signing C.D. Lamb or Micah Parsons. Good luck upgrading the roster with a quarterback who's carrying a $60 million cap charge this season. It's going to be very difficult to improve just about anything on that roster. So the way we see it, there's basically four ways this can go. Number one, status quo. Prescott plays it out. Number two, Prescott can try to hold out for the biggest possible bang for his buck. Number three, friendly discount. Try to find something where he gets paid well and there's still room left over for the Cowboys to go out and get the rest of the business done. So I guess there's essentially three things that can happen here. What would you advise? Say Jerry Jones decides he's going to call Ian Fitzsimmons. Of all freaking people, Ian Fitzsimmons is getting called in to advise old Jera on how to handle the Dak Prescott situation. What are you advising him on? First of all, Jerry, go get that Johnny Walker blue out of that, uh, <laughs> you know, on your top left uh, drawer of your desk. <laughs> this is going to take a while, Coach, so let's go get it. Uh, 
I, and this is this is option one is a definite no. You're not going to have a sixty million dollar cap hit. So they're, they're, they are okay. So they got to do something then. Yeah. So it's going to be a long term deal. And, and Dak in that playoff game against Green Bay was awful. I mean, the defense was horrendous. But the moment that Green Bay took the ball, goes eighty yards, marches right down the field, and punches you in the mouth. That's on Dak and the offense. Not just Dak, but there's ten other guys out there to come right back at him, right? Like, oh, we just got punched in the mouth. All right, here we go. And they looked like a deer in headlights. It was awful. And I do mean horrendous, embarrassing. So that's in the back of my mind a bit. But, look, again, like, like we talked about earlier, with all these other guys that, that are up and can be paid, like a Tua, like a Trevor Lawrence, like a Jordan Love, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance, whether that's big boy high school football to the NFL. You have zero shot. And Dak last year – completed 70% of his passes for over 4,500 yards. Nobody threw for more touchdowns than Dak did. 36 touchdowns, only nine interceptions. Got played very, very well. I mean, remarkably well. So now you got to go pay the guy. Okay. Here's the kicker. If I'm Dak, and I'm not, you know, but if, if, if it's me and my focus group of one, I'm sick and damn tired of having everybody talk about how soft the Cowboys are and having they haven't come close to an NFC championship game since the dynasty Cowboys of the 90s. I'm tired of it. I've made over $160 million already, not including endorsements. And this is something that, look, will he do it? Probably not. I saw Bart Scott on, on Get Up this morning screaming and yelling at Graz when he brought it up also. He, look, every individual player, you want to get the most bang for your buck, right? But I also want to win. And if I've already stacked up 160 mil, am I taking a bit of a discount to make sure I, I still have C.D. Lamb? I still have Micah Parsons? Can we go make a run at a Chris Jones, right? You can't if you pay that dude what you're talking about, Joe. So am I doing it? I'm probably going to give him a bit of a discount because I'm so fed up talking about how soft we are in the playoffs and how we can't survive in advance. I would probably take a little bit less, but I doubt he will. Such a fascinating approach because on one hand, you're right. You've made a lot of money. One thing that's left is actual postseason success, legacy, the ability to shut people up. If you take less money, you're going to be seen as a team-friendly guy. A lot of fans are going to look at you and think that's a great move because it gives the team the opportunity to go out, get things done with CeeDee Lamb, with Micah Parsons, and address the rest of the roster. Team gets better. You gave them the flexibility. You're a team guy. People will love that. And then it gives you the best possibility of trying to make a deep run into the postseason where if you started winning some games when it mattered, you can swing everything about your legacy. Imagine this guy winning a Super Bowl one day. It changes everything. Everything that has ever been said about him is out the window. That's that's comical to hear you say that right now by the Dallas Cowboys. Every Cowboy fan is laughing. Every Cowboy hater is laughing because you haven't come close to even sniffing that, Joe. Right. So then there's the other option. There's Prescott sitting there saying, all right, I take the heat for everything around here. I got relatives of teammates calling me out at every turn. I see that the salary cap number is going to be $60 million this year. If they don't give me a new deal, they're not going to be able to improve this roster, and I'm going to be a free agent after the end of the year. Why don't I tell them, you know what I want? I want the Deshaun Watson contract. I want five years, get fully guaranteed $300 million somewhere in the neighborhood. And that might seem ridiculous. And the Cowboys might punt. And you'll play out the season. And if you put up big numbers, you will go get a huge contract somewhere else. And you'll still be playing starting quarterback in the NFL. You'll be all right. You just want to avoid the massive injury, which, again, is a huge risk. 
But I, I, I don't know if there's something in the middle there. Is there the, we're not giving you a team-friendly discount and we're not taking every last dollar. We're just taking market value and then we're moving on from there? Market value is still massive, It's a huge man. number. I mean, it is a monster of a number. You're talking $50 million per. I mean, that, that's the going rate right now for a big-time starting quarterback in the NFL. $50 million per. How much do you think Ooh. he would get if he played out the season and then got to the open market? I don't, I'm not looking for an exact number, but think about it. We're talking about the idea that several teams – still view Russell Wilson as a starter. Yep. Imagine if they had Dak Prescott out there. Oh, he's in a, his prime. He's it's healthy. It's a bidding war. He's it's a bidding put, war. And, and then you put a bidding war up there. I mean, how much is he getting in that situation? Oh, even more. But I think he wants to prove it in Dallas. Okay. I really do. I think, I mean, having you know covered that team for years, being based in Dallas, I really believe that he wants to prove that he is the next great Dallas Cowboy quarterback. And how do you do that? you got to win in the postseason. We all know Dez caught it in Green Bay, you know, and, and if, if, if that is – now it is a catch, right? Right. They, they're going to Seattle to the NFC Championship game. I mean, that, that's a fact. And they beat Seattle earlier in Seattle in the regular season that year. That's the closest they've gotten. If Dak can, as a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, if you take a team-friendly deal, which I know every athlete right now listening is going, hell no, I'm not doing that. You're just able to say that because it's not you. You are correct, sir, 100%. But if you are able to win because you were able to bring a couple pieces in, the value if you win as a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and just get to the NFC Championship game, or if you were to even get to the Super Bowl and get your face kicked in, guess what, Joe? You're going to make even more and make it up on the back end due to fame, pub, and more endorsements. Think about it. What is your confidence level that the Cowboys figure out a way to get this done the right way in the offseason? Zero. Zero. <laughs> you didn't even think about it. No. You're, you're, I've seen it, man. I've seen it play out a million times. I've covered this team for a lot of years. What do you think the ultimate outcome is? Do you think they reach an agreement and get something done, or do you think they last, reach last an impasse? Second. The, the Jones family, will they, they are firm believers that deals get done at the last minute. Look at all their big deals that get done with the Dallas Cowboys. It goes to the wire. This is going to drag out all summer, and eventually Dak will get paid. Just as the Chicago Bears storyline comes to an end, the Dak Prescott storyline will begin, and it will cover us all the way to the start of the season. When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, and interviewing, that can become a job in and of itself. You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com credit. We are about to get you ready for the great American race in more ways than one. That's next. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortinball. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show right here is nothing if not versatile. We've talked lacrosse today. We have talked horse racing today. We've talked eh, NBA, NFL, the standards, Cowboys, LeBron. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fordenball. That's the danger you run when you mix the two of us together. We're going to look for some Monday action. And we found action in the form of lacrosse. We found action in the form of horse racing. And now we turn our attention to the big one. The Great American Race today, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Ryan McGee, ESPN senior writer, co-host of Marty and McGee on ESPN Radio and the SEC Network. He is joining us from Daytona. Ryan, we appreciate the time. I want to start with this. You've covered so many great events throughout your career. I mean, you have been to Death Valley for Saturday night games with Joe Burrow at quarterback for LSU. Where does the Daytona 500 stack up? Well, here's all you need to know about how I feel about Daytona is I was, I was thinking about it this morning. I believe this is my 29th Daytona Speed Weeks. And, and I make sure when I sit down with my bosses about, all right, what are our plans for next year? I'm like, well, I don't know what you think I'm doing, but middle of February, my butt's going to Daytona. I, mean, I just love it so much. And, and what I say all the time is, is to me, you know, Marty and I were talking about this on the show on Saturday. To me, there's – there's only a handful of truly just transcendent events. Like, even if you don't care a thing about the sport, if you don't know anything about the sport, you still have to go. Kentucky Derby's on the list. To me, the Rose Bowl's on the list. Obviously, the Super Bowl, uh, the Masters. Uh, but to me, the Daytona 500 and then the Indy, 500, the Indy 500, well, I'll be in May. You know, it's just, even if you don't think you don't think I care about it, you, you got to come and just see it. Because, like, all the stuff they had at the Super Bowl a week ago, the Thunderbirds and all, we have that. Plus, we have 150,000 people. And, oh, by the way, you'll be able to see the Thunderbirds here because there's no roof, right? <laughs> so it's, it's, it, it, And it's louder than you think it's going to be. It's faster than you think it's going to be. I, I, I'm literally talking to you guys right now. I'm surrounded by the 82nd Airborne. The Rock is here. DJ Khaled was here yesterday. So it's sensory overload. And plus, it's race cars. There's, there's nothing cooler than race cars. <laughs> Love it. I just want to hug you right now. I really do. I, I feel like I'm there. Uh, hey, so when you arrive at Daytona, before we give out some picks from Ryan McGee, he's already given us one. I didn't know what car Christopher Bell drove until about two hours ago. Now I'm emotionally and physically invested in that 20 Toyota for <laughs> yes. Joe Gibbs Racing. So, thanks, courtesy of Ryan McGee. But it, the moment you set foot down in Daytona every single year, where's that first spot you're going to have that first cold beer? There's a place called Racing's North Turn. And so, so, so sorry, so this racetrack, the Daytona International Speedway, opened in 1959, uh, February 1959. Uh, Richard Petty's dad, Lee Petty, uh, won the first Daytona 500 photo finish. Y'all can look it up. But for decades, for a couple of decades before they raced at the big track, they used to race on what they called the Daytona uh, Road and Beach Course, which is exactly what it sounds like. They would race almost two miles – 
You're down kidding. Florida Highway A1A on this old asphalt, like through the sand dunes. And then, no exaggeration, they would hang a left. And these are guys in like, you know, Chrysler 300s and Oldsmobiles, and they would hang a left and rooster tail it out onto the beach. And then they would race their butts 130 miles an hour up the beach for two miles, <laughs> driving through. The old guys used to tell me they would crash through seagull guts and the, and the surf and the sand. And then they would turn on that north turn. They would, they would go back out onto the asphalt and tire squealing head back up the highway. And so there's now a sports bar slash dance club slash old man dance club is what I'll call it, called Racing's North Turn, which literally overlooks uh, where those race cars used to come up the beach, hang a left, and go back out onto the highway. And uh, if, if you can't enjoy a cold beer there, then uh, go on and put yourself in the ground because you got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan McGee, ESPN senior writer, joining us live from Daytona here, yeah, Carlin versus left. Joe with Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio. All right, so let's get to today's race. I'm a very casual fan. I jump in for this race, and then I kind of monitor everything that's happening throughout the course of the season. Just coming into today's race, who are some cars we should be on the lookout? If we're buying today, who are we buying? So there's kind of two, there's two different groups, and NASCAR right now is kind of at this this crossroads generational shift kind of inflection point. You know, Kevin Harvick will not be in this race today. He's in the booth for Fox. He's just retired. You know, Brad Keselowski, who has won this race, uh, or won the championship, not won this race. He's got a, a uh, he'll retire probably pretty soon. Denny Hamlin, who's featured heavily in this new Netflix show, has won this race three times. You got a lot of older guys. I just interviewed Kyle Busch on SportsCenter. This will be Kyle's 20th attempt. He's done everything you can do in this sport. He's won races. He's the winningest driver in two different series and one of the top, the top 10 in the history of the Cup Series, won two championships. He's never won the Daytona 500. So you got that group. And I would take Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch from that group. I think Kyle Busch has a real chance to win this race today. And then you have the young guys. And I mentioned Christopher Bell to Ian. You know, Christopher Bell almost won the championship a year ago, almost won it two years ago, drives for Joe Gibbs, uh, won his qualifying race, uh, his 150-mile qualifying race on Thursday night with a wicked move. And so I would keep my eye on Christopher Bell uh, out of that young group. And, uh, and I would keep my eye on Ryan Blaney, our, our newly crowned NASCAR champion. Uh, who I also just interviewed for Sports Center, but yeah, to me it's old guys versus new guys because the old guys know they're all these guys that haven't won it. The Kyle Bushes and Martin Truex Juniors of the world, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-two tries. You're running out of tries, so you better win the race. And then these young guys have nothing to lose, so it's it's nuts and it's going to be nuts. And, and I can tell you this: whoever's leading with five laps to go is not going to win the race because that's just what this race has become. And so all these years, the last years, I've gone and stood in Victor Lane with the camera crew, and we're waiting on the winner to interview him for Sports Center. And we think the race is going to be over about four minutes, and an hour later, we're still standing there waiting on the race to end. So, uh, so get ready for some crashes. Yeah, I'm all in. All right, a couple random prop bets because yeah this is like super bowl right you, i mean this is a super bowl of nascar you can go uh, and wager on a whole heck of a lot when it comes to the daytona 500 a ford wins daytona is plus 122 you bet 100 bucks you get 122 back yay or nay you making that bet yeah i mean listen, you got a one in three chance there's only three auto manufacturers on a track you know ford chevy and and, and uh and toyota and Ford came down here as the fastest. Ford dominated qualifying. The Ford teams have always been historically great at working together, even if they drive for different teams. If you have that Ford Mustang logo on the nose, then you're probably going to help the other guy with the Ford Mustang logo and not the guy 
with a Toyota and Chevy. So, yeah, of the three manufacturers, uh, that's the one I would lean into just based on what we've seen and what we know. Oh, I'm in. All right. We got Christopher Bell, uh, plus 17 hundo, and uh, we're going on uh, Ford wins, even though he's driving a Toyota, but that's all right. We're hedging. Tremendous no, stuff. No, no, but, but, here, but here's the thing. Toyota was not supposed to be good, and they were they won both of the qualifying races on Thursday night. So just uh, – but, again, it's Daytona. I, I appreciate you having confidence in asking me about a pick, but the reality is, is that, uh, you know, it's like if you just dump a box of Hot Wheels cars out on the floor, pick one up and wins. That's probably how this is going to go tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I've gambled on crazier propositions in my life, Mr. McGee. Ryan McGee, ESPN senior writer, co-host of Marty and McGee on ESPN Radio and the SEC Network live from Daytona. Ryan, we appreciate the time. Have a great race. Enjoy it down there. Hopefully we can catch up soon. Hey, and the good news is I don't have to track Taylor Swift's plane number. She ain't coming to this. uh, But but, but The Rock is here. The Rock's there. Thank you, Ryan. See you, bud. Bye, boys. All right, man. Knocked the earpiece out there. I was so excited. All right, so what are we doing? We're playing a Ford car? Yeah. like the teamwork I, component. Yeah, so I, we, I went Christopher Bell on his – that was his initial gut pick, I'm right? with you on that one. 17, so, 18 to 1, depending on where you shop. Yep, so we, we were uh, heavily invested in Christopher Bell on ESPN Bet. And then uh, just on that answer alone, I'm going to take Ford plus 122. Okay. Right? It's minus 180 if, if, if you go a Ford does not win. Mm. So I'm going to go with the plus money uh, with a 1-in-3 shot. Okay, I like it. Who else like you got? It. We're locking in. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig through. We'll share it with the people on the other side. Oh, here we go. Come I'm gonna on. play Bell in a Jeez, lot of those no. matchups. I like those head-to-head matchups. Like there's a Bell versus Martin Truex Jr. matchup. Eh. Martin Truex Jr. Based on the eight seconds that McGee just talked about him, sounds like he's over the hill. Sounds like he can't he can't win the big one. And by the way, you you have great logic. You just whammied that dude. By the way, I mean that was some shrapnel you just gave Martin. Hey, if you're Jr. Martin Truex Jr. and you're listening to me and you're taking what I have to say seriously about NASCAR, you can you got a bigger problems to worry about. Okay, <laughs> you need to get thicker skin. Yeah, I, I got it. I, eight seconds of analysis and I'm already out there with the hot takes. Here's here's my favorite part about your matchup races, like Bell versus Truex Jr. Explain to people why you love that because if there's a wreck early, okay. what are you doing? I absolutely love the matchups because the second you see a wreck, I sprint to the TV (laughs) and I'm just looking to see, did my guy make it? Did my opponent get caught up in it? And you will sit there and you will curse the living daylights out of the broadcast for not giving you every last detail of who has been knocked out of the race. And they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to get it up on the board. That's the crazy thing about the head-to-head matchups. Everything when it's calm, you're not worried. You might be 20 spots back. A pit can happen. Everything changes. You're fine. You want to make a sandwich, right? Yeah, Yeah, good. Second, you see eight cars flying off the side of the track. You are sprinting to the TV to find out if you survived the wreck. It is a, it, it it's look for a guy that Bigger, likes the action junkies. Like I, I like, like the action. You and I, yeah, love the action. The, the, the biggest fainter factor in a wreck at Daytona or national anthem years ago when you had basically your entire oh, coach. God, that well that 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 one's an all timer. That one's an all timer. But this is a nice fun one as well. I don't know why you got me thinking about that. Now my forearms are going to swell up. <laughs> One of the all-time greats, get this, he actually seems to be good with being irrelevant. We're going to explain that next. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fornball, ESPN Radio. And you can catch us on your smart speaker by saying, play ESPN Radio. And the story about how Ian Fitzsimmons and Chris Carlin were essentially in the same building over the weekend didn't even bother to say hi to one another. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. So wrong. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll get to the details of that. It's so- 
You you portrayed that in such a negative form. Well, what happened? We'll touch on it. All right, we'll touch on it. We'll get to that in a second. Well, not essentially. We were in the same building. Yeah, Alabama, you were in A&M. the same building, yeah. but you in- didn't bother to say hi to each other. Is that true? Right, here we go. Let's, let's go. I was going to say, right, how so, am I the villain so, here so, for laying on. out the facts? So, uh, Carlin and, and Bobby V, Bob Valvano, were on the call of ESPN Radio, Alabama, uh, Texas A&M, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. kick. That was early, by the way, for an old man who's gone on a college trip with his daughter for two days. That one hurt. But okay. anyway, so I told Carlin, look, come up on Friday. They're staying in Birmingham for some stupid reason instead of staying in Tuscaloosa. How far is that away for the, the 45 minutes. Man? 45 minutes. Okay, 45 so, minutes. So... I said, look, you want to have a tour of the football facility? We got you on scholarship at the Innisfree Irish Pub. We're going to go to five or, or Chuck's for dinner. You're going to love it. It's, you're going to get a true feel for the town. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and it was parents' weekend, right? So, I mean, it, the, the city was rocking. Get a call, flight delayed, can't make it, right? So he's not coming up on Friday. So on Saturday, they are right across from me. I mean, so my daughter and I and, and a couple friends were 10 rows up, center court, great seats. Thank you, Nate Oates. And – you're, we're eight, they're catty corner. Their, their set is right across the floor. I can How easily, far are we away from it? Just a, a half swing of a pitching wedge? Oh, not even, dude. You're chipping. You're I chipping. Mean, yeah, you're right across the court. Right there. It's a short yeah. walk. Oh, I mean, I got a great picture of them. I'll send it to you. But anyway, okay. so I'm about to go walk over, and there's Wimp Sanderson, former head coach at Alabama, the yep. Plaid Palace. Hadn't seen him in years. Walk up, get the bro hug, meet his grandson. Good to see you again, coach. Well, then after that, who is courtside? Two rows up with Miss Terry. That would be old Coach Saban. All right. So what are you doing? Are you going to go say hello to Carlin and Valvano? Are you saying hello to the man who was the coach at the Plaid Palace and Wimp Sanderson and the greatest to ever do it? Well, yeah, I mean, I personally deal with Carlin almost every day of the year. So I would be saying hello to these other individuals. There but you go. You're, you seemed upset like it was almost like it was on him for not saying hello to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. He's working. You're socializing. You yes. go to him. He ditched me on Friday. <laughs> he was probably preparing for a game. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. I was out till 3 a.m. He could have been out there, no, too. No, no, hell no. no. I had to drag my daughter out of there by her earlobe around 11. Like, honey, we're going home. It's Let's time go. for sleep. Now. Yeah. Now. You'll have plenty of time for college when you actually get to college. When dad is not here alongside <laughs> you. Yes. 100%. So there you go. Carl and I were in the same building at a sporting event together. Never said a word to each other. I'd be lying if I said I've never done the same thing. I have. I, there have been plenty of instances where I've been somewhere where I have spent weeks setting this up, and it's like, eh, I'm not going all the way over there. And it's oh, not really exactly that far. what happened. One hundred percent with that. Yeah, I'm not making that drive. <laughs> Hell with them. Flight was quote quote flight was delayed. Flight, end quote. Right? Yeah. Sorry, flight is. Yeah, there's always something. All right, let's go to spring training. Uh, really interesting. Mike Trout, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. No Shohei Otani this season. He's gone. He's with the Dodgers. Angels going back into the tank without question. Win total in Vegas is like 74 and a oh, half. Wow. I like that under quite a bit. More on that later. Later, But he's meeting with the media, and there's some speculation about as to whether or not he could be traded. You know, was it going to happen during the offseason? Could it happen this season? Take a listen to his response. I'm loyal. You know, I want to win the championship here. And, um... Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's mainly. I think the 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 overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoffs here is bigger satisfaction, bailing out and just taking the easy way out. So I think that's that's why been my mindset. Maybe down the road if some things change. I appreciate that, but I mean, I does he doesn't it. owe any loyalty whatsoever to that organization. That organization stinks. Like, what what are we doing here? 
and I, I respect the Avalov and hell out of that, man. I really do because a lot of guys would be saying, you know what, get me out of here. I want to go. I want to go chase a ring. I right. Go, you know, and I can bring a, immense value to a contender with my with my remarkable ability. He's been compared to Mickey Mantle. That's the name okay. that always comes up. And, and so, I heard Mantle was pretty good. Right. <laughs> little birdie told you that. Yeah, right? I got a ah, tip yeah, once that Mantle could play a little ball. This guy, hey, the Mick hit one out. Really? Yeah, that's more surprising <laughs> when he didn't. But anyway, yeah. So, but I, again, I respect the level of the heck that he's being that loyal to that soil there with Anaheim. And part of me also thinks, you know, he's he's not the most outgoing guy. You don't see him doing a lot of commercials, right? No. He just wants to go play baseball and be with his family and his boys in that room. That's it. That that that's that's all that matters from looking at it from afar to Mike Trout. If Mike Trout were to walk down Times Square right now. Nobody. Thank you. Yeah, I know where you're going. Nobody. No one I, I have never, never seen this in any sport where someone of this magnitude of greatness is this unrecognizable. Baseball, I mean, he's compared. The Angels somehow had two guys. One was compared to Mickey Mantle. One was compared to Babe Ruth. And they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. Mike Trout joined the Angels in 2011. Here's a list of their seasons. 86 and 76, no playoffs. 89 and 73, no playoffs. 78 and 84, no playoffs. 98 and 64, swept out of the playoffs by the Royals. The only playoff appearance of Mike Trout's career. He has never won a playoff game. 85 wins, no playoffs. 74 wins, no playoffs. 80 wins, 80 wins, 72, 26. That was a COVID year. 77, 73, 73, and 89 last year. He has been to the playoffs since entering Major League Baseball in 2011. He has been to the playoffs one time. They were swept out 3-0 by the Royals. That's it. His loyalty already speaks volumes. If that's if he wants to stay in that, nobody would fault him. If he left, nobody, nobody would, would fault, fault him. him. That organization's a joke. But he they're wants, an absolute joke. But to him, he wants to win there, and he has this remarkable warm blanket of anonymity, like being in L.A. No one recognizes you, but you get to be rich in L.A. Exactly without right. dealing with any of the negative stuff. One hundred percent. Okay, that can make some sense. I just think, damn, like Major League Baseball. This is one of the guys. This this is a no-doubter Hall of Famer. He's a three-time MVP. He's a Rookie of the Year. The stats are ridiculous. The play is ridiculous. And and we never see him in the postseason, and we've expanded the postseason. Uh, uh, look, you sound very frustrated by him staying loyal there, like almost disappointed. I think it's, I think it's, it's selfishness on my behalf because I want to see the greats in the great spots. I want to see Mike Trout up to bat in the ninth inning of like game six to extend a series. That's what I want to see. I'd like to see him in the playoffs. The Bryce Harper walk-off homer. Yeah, man. Yeah, like Harper's been having moments throughout I, his career. I get it. And he had to go to another team in order to do it. I can't get this worked up. Daytona's right around the corner. I, I got to calm down because here's the thing. I'm going to go into that race, total amateur. I'm going to go into that race. I'm going to be all amped up. It's going to start, and then I'm going to look around and be like, all right, I got like four hours before this thing's done. I'm not going to be pacing myself properly. All Mike, gas, no brakes. Mike Trout pacing gotta be able himself. To break at Daytona. Mike Trout pacing himself with the Angels, us as amateurs watching a remarkable sporting event. Nada. I just bet Austin Dillon 25 bucks to win 11 25 I just flushed $25 down the toilet, but I'm, I'm invested. Know? 
How Christopher, do you know? That could be the sharpest Bell. play of the day. Chris Bell. I'm actually All right. heavily invested official in you. Official show him. pick, Daytona 500. Official show pick, Christopher Bell. Anywhere from 17 to 1 to 18 to 1. That's the official show pick. During the commercial break, we may have taken some reckless swings at some guys. <laughs> at like 45 to 1. Fiscally irresponsible. I don't know. Some guy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I'm like, I like a junior. Hey, when it comes to racing, I like a junior. <laughs> Although I'm not betting Martin Truex Jr., so that kind of flies in its own face of logic. But we, And we love the Ford. We have a Ford win it, even though Christopher Bell drives Toyota. For Freddie and Harry to figure out. They can sort through all this mess. <laughs> We're out of here. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fordball. Thanks for listening. Best of luck at Daytona. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.